back to the People's Choice Podcast, and this is the first episode of the new year. I know you guys are wondering, Alvin, where you been? Well, I've been looking and searching for a great guest. That's what it is now. <laughs> but I actually really do have a really great guest with me, though. And uh, I'll get more detail about, you know, the long <laughs> break. But I'm so honored to have my bro here. This is Raleigh Old. He is a lawyer. One, one of my truest best friends, like a, like a brother to me. And I never really had a chance to really dive into your life. So sure. this is going to be really interesting for me to get to find out more about you, okay, you know. Yeah. And I, of course, I like start from the beginning stages all the way to where you're at now. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> or the story. Yeah, or the story and all that, man, you know. So, Raleigh, welcome. Appreciate being uh, a guest on your on your People's Choice podcast. Uh, it's truly an honor for me uh, to be in the same class as some of your previous guests. Uh, so now I really uh, truly appreciate the invitation oh, to be man. here with you. No problem. I mean, uh, for a long time, I wanted to get you on here. You know, we can just talk more about you know right for uh, you know later on. But yeah, it's been a while. So I've been working on this for a while, my peeps. Like you have no idea. <laughs> but I'm so glad we finally got this going. Because uh, Raleigh, he's, he's a great guy, man. I mean, just so we don't try to be right. So, yeah, man, you are, man. We know some of your accomplishments, man. You know, you know, a million other awards, certificates, and you got your masters. That's in uh, political. Uh, was it? So yeah, so I got my masters. Yeah, I was let you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I have my notes, but I didn't write it here. Um, like an idiot. Okay. Good questions. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I do get my masters um, from UNCW uh, in, in urban planning and nonprofit management. Awesome. Yeah, man, that's that's, that's so cool, man. I'm sorry I butchered that a little bit. Like, no, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like you've got all these, and I mean, look, we got even it's all up here, all these certificates and uh, sure, yeah, so my, my my law license. Yeah, and we're actually in your your um, your offices. So you know, for anyone who is local, is watching in Sanford, definitely come check them out. Absolutely, yeah, please do. So I got my questions here. So let's uh, we get started. So, I said, this is a first for a long time, okay. you know, like being yeah. uh, in person. So it's like, wow, you know, got like questions and, you know, moving this around. But, you know, that's what makes the People's Just Podcast so great. It's, it's all organic. It's all natural. <laughs> so uh, first question is, so when you were four years old and a Pittsburgh lawn, you stopped into a leather apparel store. Do you remember the comments about the leather attached case? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. I think we were about three or four years old. So my father, as you know, is um, from Pittsburgh area. Um, so several times a year we would go up there and um, just my family, um, extended family there, uh, maybe about three years old, um, we were in Monroeville Mall, uh, I remember we walked by a, a leather store and I saw a briefcase, um, and I was very intrigued, um, you know, and it looked very um, fashionable, very um, professional, and um, I told my parents, I said, one day I want to be a lawyer, because they were telling me, so, oh yeah, you know, lawyers carry these, and, you know, I said, okay, so one day I want to I be a lawyer, uh, not knowing exactly what, what that entailed, what being a lawyer meant at three years old, and, and all the, uh, the steps to get there, but I just thought the idea of carrying this leather case and, and being well-dressed was um, uh, an aspiration to be, um, and so, yeah. 
as often. So, do you, do you remember what type of leather case it was? Or, or I should say, now that you are a lawyer, you're walking those shoes. What's, yeah. what, what's your go-to leather case? Oh, yes, yeah, so I'm actually... <laughs> that's, a, that's a shame. I don't have a leather case that I carry. I just... Oh, no! Uh, yeah, I think, you know, in our age of technology, everything's just... Uh, in my, my laptop here, that's my leather case, more or less. Uh, sure. Everything in that. Um, uh, maybe, maybe one day soon, I'll, I'll get one just to carry around and yeah, you know, feel that in my, my, my three-year-old dream of... Uh, speaking of um, apparel, even like you know, because you know, I try to dress up for the occasion. I mean, yeah, I'm always looking very sharp. Really, you know, so you always look really sharp. I, I wanted to, you know, bring that out. I'm gonna say, what, what's a go-to suit for you? What's a good, what's a good suit you like? Uh, I don't have any like particular um, brand of suit, but you know, just a a gray suit. I think is good for any, any occasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, match a lot of different um, undershirts or t-shirts. Um, and yeah, I think as long as you have a, a gray, a black, um, and a blue, a blue suit, these are the you know, main three go-tos, and uh, you can switch it up. And... Yes, yeah, see, I went with the, with the black. I thought this would be nice. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're talking about apparel. That's how we just asked them, like, what's the go-to suit? <laughs> but uh, let's go up to the next question. So okay. uh, in Germany, at the age of 10, you promised to help your oh, mom with yeah. a legal <laughs> issue. What problems did you make to her? Oh, wow, yeah. Um, yeah, so when I was... Um, about five years old, we moved to Germany. My father was in the, uh, the Air Force, uh, so he was stationed uh, in Ramstein. Um, and while we're in, while we're living in Germany, um, my father had uh, what they call TDY, temporary duty stations to other countries, and so he would often leave us uh, back home. Um, and uh, without incriminating my mother, uh, she got into some uh, in, an incident on post or on base, as you know, the Air Force calls it. Um, uh, and she came back home, and she was very frantic. Uh, and I told her, I said, oh, don't worry, Mom, you know, when I'm, when I'm a lawyer, I'll get you out of jail. Um, so fortunately, you know, uh, my mother didn't have to go to jail. Um, 20 years later, you know, it would have been... Still sitting there. Oh, um, yeah, but yeah. And so it, the thing resolved itself. It wasn't really a, a major legal issue, but it was just a... Uh, I know these are some stories that my, my, my parents and my folks try to... Um, they always uh, bring up when we talk about my uh, aspirations of becoming a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's still at the time I never had, uh, I didn't know what that really entailed of be, um, becoming a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, fast forward a little bit, both of high school uh, and college, that kind of that, that dream of becoming a lawyer kind of just faded away. I didn't really pursue it mm-hmm. at that time. Um, and so it's kind of, I guess, serendipitous or, you know, um, in a sense, uh, it was meant to be. <laughs> that was my, 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 Angle or um, my career. Yeah, uh, that was actually going to lead into my next question because, um, you know, because you also went to the army and you, know, you spent four years. Right, yeah, I did. So I was going to ask, like, was that always in your mind of being a lawyer when you was in the army, or what you just yeah. think about? You know, like I, I want to go further into this because you know, like, yeah. special operations, like four years, it's pretty awesome, man. Oh sure, yeah, well I appreciate that. And, um, yeah, so I didn't really necessarily have aspirations of uh, doing military. Growing up, either um, you know, being a, a military brat um, in that sense, uh, as I grew up all through high school and you know until high school, um, you know, military wasn't a a goal of mine. Um, it wasn't really on my radar to to join, um, and so I went through um, you know I went to college, um, and it still wasn't um, something that I, I was um, necessarily going to pursue. Um, 
Uh, as we mentioned before, you know, I got my master's degree, and then uh, at the time I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, I was still at, at a place of limbo. What, what, what next? Basically, you know, from high school, mm -hmm. what next? And you know, college seemed like the, the natural, the natural steps. And then, you know, what next after college? And it's okay. Well, let me do a a, a, um, a graduate degree mm -hmm. or postgraduate. Um, and uh, and then at the time it was like, what next again? So I took about a year off and I just traveled. Um, um, through Europe, back at Europe a little bit, um, through the United States, and you know, got to explore our, our very um, diverse country. It's very. Um, Did you do a lot of soul searching there? Oh like, uh, yeah, you do yeah, a lot of traveling. Yeah. Say it's soul searching. Yeah, like, um, yeah that's, was, that's the hardest question I think with that. Sure. Go through is yeah. like, what's next? You know? Yeah, absolutely. That, that's um, you know, and I'm still kind of you know figure out what what that is. <laughs> um, but I think that's the, the, the joy of experiencing life in itself. But, um, yeah, so while I was on this uh, soul-searching journey, as you, as you, you say, um, uh, one day it just came to me, I, I mean, I was on an Amtrak train, and it was just like, why don't you join the military? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was kind of familiar with it as, you know, growing up, I uh, knew the lifestyle, um, and in that sense, not necessarily being in it, but, um, so that was, yeah, that was um, a, like a wake-up call, or maybe something that called in for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so yeah, I joined the army. Um, I was uh, had the opportunity to pursue a, a position in, um, you know, um, a very small group of um, of service members in, 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 the, in the military as well, uh, with, with a um, very selfless unit. Um, so I had the opportunity. Um, going back to your original question, you know, was it was the law school or being a lawyer? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, so, I'm, yeah so I've never heard this part of you, so I'm almost like, oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, um, there's, there's a lot of backstory to that as well, and we can kind of touch on that if you, if you like later. Um, yeah, sure. Um, but, yeah, to answer your question, you know, um, when I was in the Army, it wasn't really a uh, another goal of mine or aspiration at the time. But again, it, it was just uh, that, that idea of becoming a lawyer was kind of faded as I, I got older. Mm -hmm. Um, um, but you know, uh, my, my career with the army, uh, didn't uh, pan out, uh, didn't progress as, as I wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, so the opportunity arose where, where you know, I had the, the decision to either stay in, uh, continue what I would continue to do what I was doing for, you know, um, uh, you know, I had the chance to get out and pursue something else. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I spoke to my parents, my father. Uh, and he kind of mentions that why don't you pursue your your childhood dream of becoming a lawyer, yeah. uh, you know, just for shits and giggles, uh, kind of just you know why not you know so mm -hmm. uh, I kind of took that first step of applying um, for the LSAT. It's the I don't know what it stands for now, but the LSAT is basically the entrance exam to you know um, that law schools look at yeah. and see if you're, you're to, to apply. And you know, there's, um, it's kind of like the SAT for. Um, Becoming a lawyer, in this sense, the LSAT doesn't necessarily teach you how to become a lawyer or, or really measure your ability to be a good lawyer. It, it has nothing to do with law and, and, and at all, really. Um, it just, I, I really don't know what it really tests in that, in that sense. Um, I guess in the, it's kind of basically just a placement, like where you're at currently and then like like almost like an entry, not an entry level, but like just to see like, you know, like what do you know so far, kind of something like that? Um, kind of, sort of. Uh, so a lot of it was logical games, um, how they, they, they do their tests, and I really can't remember all the aspects of to the LSAT, but um, 
you know, there's like written questions or like um, written games and puzzle games. Um, and I think uh, Lost was look at that and seeing how well you were able to uh, comprehend what they're teaching, mm-hmm. their academic styles and what they're teaching in law schools. Um, yeah, you know, being a lawyer, like, you know, we hear about the, you know, like the American dream where, you know, you know, be a doctor, be a lawyer, you sure, know, yeah. like, that's always like one of the top things, you know, so I was when you, you know, oh, yeah. man, like, you yeah. able to do that, man, like, that's just like dreams come true, you know, especially, that was a dream of yours, even as a young child, if you know, three yeah. years old, so, um, so I'll lead into my, my next question. Sure. Are there any uh, like uh, attorneys that you admired, or like maybe even um, some that you've seen where like you went to law school or study where you're like, man, I really would love to be like you know this person or you know, that attorney or you know anything yeah. like that? Uh, yeah, no, that's that's a great question. Um, yeah, I mean going through law school and, and you know shortly after after um I do have a, a few attorneys that I look up to and I appreciate as mentors as. Uh, Teachers in a sense. So, so there, I mean, just uh, I guess name drop a few. Um, yeah, first, I mean, there's the, the fictional character, you know, Atticus Finch. I think uh, a lot of attorneys uh, aspire to be to that level of you know, representing clients, of being just very uh, truthful, honest, um, you know, um, all around just a, a, a great um, character, you know, or, you know, you know, as said from, you know, the Kill the Mockingbird, the book Kill the Mockingbird, excuse me, um, by Harper Lee. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, and your, your, your peeps haven't read it, or, you know, even now there's a movie out yeah, now. Yeah, you better have read it. That's why. Right. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's just, that's like the epitome of what a, what I, I look at is, um, it's going to be a great uh, attorney. Um, you know, I had a, a law professor, I had a lot of law professors at, uh, Elon University School of Law, uh, but one in particular, um, Professor Friedland, um, he was my criminal law uh, professor, uh, and he always would always, uh, his question for everything, you know, we, we would teach as well, but his question was, why? Like, why? Like, why, why are we doing this? Why, particularly, why um, did you come to that solution? So that was always like the, the back end questions, like, why? So um, it always made us really think of what the, the why is. Um, sometimes, yeah, I still, occasionally, I still, can hear his voice and just like, oh, why? Okay, and when working at client matters, whatever it may be. Um, and I had a, a great um, mentor attorney, um, attorney uh, James Wilson at uh, uh, James Barrett Wilson Associates Law Firm in, uh, in, in Wilson Salem, uh, North Carolina, uh, to kind of name drop a little. Um, but yeah, I think. Big shout out to all of you guys. Yeah, <laughs> so I think, yeah, um, yeah, those are some attorneys that I, I look up to. Awesome, man, that's so cool. So you speak, you spoke a little bit about uh, Elon. Like, how do you know like that was the law school for you? Yeah, yeah. So um, as I mentioned before, I came out of the army. Um, you know, I, was, I took the LSAT. I got a <laughs> mediocre score. I mean, I'm not. You know, it wasn't it's something to brag about, but it was something that it was uh, that law schools kind of look at and they say, okay, well, it's, you're able to meet our minimum criteria, more or less. Um, and so uh, when I was in the army, I was stationed uh, in Washington State. Uh, so I've been away from my family for uh, the past four years at the time. Um, I haven't seen you know, this many Christmases, holidays, birthdays with them. Uh, so I started looking at, uh, when I was transitioning out of the Army, um, looking at law schools closer to home. Um, Elon, uh, Elon University School of Law, uh, it's here in North Carolina, Greensboro, North Carolina, um, in the heart of downtown Greensboro. Uh, and so um, initially, you know, I, I accepted a few, few law schools on the East Coast here. 
Um, we're looking into the ones that I got accepted to. Um, Elon had, um, they still do, I think they were the first in this country too. Um, they, they offered what's called, um, experiential, experiential, yeah, thank you. No. Um, experiential learning. And so it was a new way of, of teaching um, law or, you know, of, of presenting students or uh, introducing students, uh, law students to, to uh, the academics of law. Um, and with how they, um, Elon has adapted or um, put into place or adopted, I should say, um, is so typical law school is three years long. Um, a lot of law schools go through the uh, what's called the ABA. They got to get the ABA accreditation, American Bar Association accreditation. Uh, and I don't know the ins and outs of that, but there's some criteria that they have to abide by. The law schools have to abide by um, to be accredited uh, by the ABA. Excuse me. Um, and so how Elon Elon Law uh, operated with their experiential um, program, and these I think they still do. Um, they, they broke down law school into two and a half years into uh, a trimester instead of a semester um, program. Uh, and they kind of modeled it off of how other professions, um, like, uh, especially the medical field, mm -hmm. where they offer um, their students a residency and practice program. Uh, and so it really allows students, law students, in that sense, to get a hands-on and real, real world work. As they're a student, they get a, a place in the residency, you know, either the, you know, the student goes out and finds it themselves, or the, the law school is able to accommodate and help them find um, a placement for that particular uh, trimester awesome. um, and, and whatever field they want to, uh, the student wants to pursue in law, whether it be business uh, and, and criminal, you know, defense um, and criminal prosecution, um, whatever the, the necessary field they want to practice or they, they think they want to practice while they're in law school, um, that gives them more hands-on and for, for actual school credit um, but you're actually doing client work um, and uh, you know presenting their students um, the opportunity to do this uh, it's very lecture based um, and so it's so how Elon uh, Elon law allows the students you know to really get in in, in, in the field so to speak and you know, work on client matters um, and I, I think that really helps um, them for the real world when you know once they graduate once they pass the bar mm -hmm. um, they are more prepared um, to enter into the, uh, the legal field. Um, so that, that, to answer your question, that was a, a reason why I chose Elon Law because of that reason. I'm a very hands-on learner. Um, I have to, you know, for me to understand something, I have to actually do it uh, rather than being, you know, told how to do it mm -hmm. or, you know, sitting to or read how to do it. You know, for me, um, you know, hands-on is how I learn. Um, so that was a reason why I, I did uh, I decided that Elon was a good fit for me. Awesome, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm the exact same way, man. Hands-on is best. Uh, do you remember, uh, like, which one did you take, like, at Elon? Like, that helped you really transition to, like, your, you know, real world field, I guess, or a real world <laughs> situation? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, they, uh, Elon has, um, uh, Elon Law student has a lot of, a few clinics, like law clinics, um, that they offer, and then they, um, for those clinics, you can either use that as a residency excuse me, residency, um, for your residency portion of your academics, or you can uh, do that as, you know, in itself as a, a, a supplemental class. Um, and so for my residency, I did the uh, Entrepreneur Small Business Law Clinic um, that Elon offers um, with uh, Professor uh, John Flynn. Uh, he was our, our uh, in, in that sense, he was our um, managing attorney or, or, yeah, the one that over, over saw our work. Um, 
And so, yeah, that gave me a lot of hands-on experience of working with real clients. And what we did was we um, you know, helped uh, small businesses set up their, their business structures, whether it be an LLC, a sole proprietorship, um, a, a nonprofit organization. Uh, so we would you know, sit down with the client, understand what their, what their needs were, uh, what their goals were, uh, and, and kind of show them the best route of what, what would be the best um, business structure for them. Uh, we'll do all the, you know, either articles of organization, um, articles of incorporation uh, for them, uh, and set up, you know, the bylaws there, you know, um, yeah, we'll just walk them through the, the whole process uh, and set that up. And I think that's still a great resource for that um, mm-hmm. that area um, for small businesses to, to take advantage of. Oh, 100%, yeah, especially, really, I think, really since COVID, you know, where you was hearing a lot of people, um, trying something to start a home business because sure. you know let's say their job or you know their own business they had to you know close down so they try something new so especially for anyone who's uh, interested in you know starting your own business i mean it's the man hit up right here man. <laughs> you know get some advice oh, yeah. you know <laughs> all right so um i like to ask this because you know like i said law you know being a lawyer is always like up in the top tier like you know doctor lawyer you know professor <laughs> you know so i wanted to ask you what was the most challenging part of law school for you Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think the whole aspect of law school is challenging for for anybody, but for me particularly. Um, uh, so I entered law school at a, on a little older age than the, the average law student is. Uh, so yeah, I got grips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I got out of the army. I was about uh, let's see thirty. I was thirty one. I got out of the army. Joined, uh, you know, attended law school. Um, so yeah, I had. Some age on, on some of my um, other cohorts, uh, you know, coming straight from undergrad and going into law school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so for me, it was, there was a gap between academics uh, and then getting to the real world of working, especially in the Army. Um, and so uh, transitioning back into an academic setting and mindset uh, was a big challenge for me. This is learning how to learn again in that sense of you know, being a student. Um, not only being a student, but then learning the, the aspects of what was being, the, the substance of what was being taught in law school, you know, all this new material. Um, and so it was a, more or less a fire hose um, of information taken and trying to um, kind of juggle that dichotomy in the sense of, you know, how can I be, how do I be a, a student again? Mm-hmm. But then learning all this material that's so um, in-depth and, and um, you know, um, time-consuming and um, not that necessarily what is taught, you know, at, at the level of undergraduate. So, you know, even at that level of academics where they're, they're teaching uh, at a higher standard mm-hmm. um, uh, of what is expected of their students, you know, um, law school is a very competitive program all around throughout the nation and it's also really you go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then there is a... a, a um, the first year, basically, even the first semester for a lot of uh, students is, is a kind of like a trial period for both the student and from the school. They, they really push you to your limits to see if you're if this is a, a field you want to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that was definitely a struggle for me to make sure I was keeping up with the rest of my class at the same time of trying to learn how to mm-hmm. do that. Um, yeah, so yeah, that was a... Uh, and so, like, trying to weed out the people, you know, did it ever yeah. cross your mind, like, maybe this isn't for me, or, uh, you know, sure, like, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, there were plenty of days, you know, sitting, uh, staying up late, and it's like, 
you know, what the hell am I, you know, is this, why, why am I doing this for? And so it's an internal question. A lot of, you know, I had a lot of friends that first year that, you know, uh, either didn't come back because the school told them that they didn't make the cut, basically, mm-hmm. uh, or they just decided that they didn't want to come at this. Maybe they, they made a decision themselves that they didn't want to put themselves through that torture, more or less, of, uh, you know, why, why am I doing this, all this growing uh, studying, mm-hmm. and what's it really for? Uh, and I think that all depends on the individual. Personally, too, um, you know, I really look at, you know, is this something that I really want to pursue? And uh, for me, yeah, that was, you know, I was already in it, um, and like we go back to my, my childhood stories. Like, if I'm here, I'm going to um, complete it. I'm going to do the best I can to you know, accomplish this this goal that I'm already uh, set my mind to. Amen, brother, man. That's the way. That's the way to do it. Like, you know, it's funny. I remember. Um, I got it in my notes, but I'm sure googling it. Where I was like, you know, like you know, what's really you know challenging, what's most challenging in law school. And the crazy thing, like, number one answer was actually, like, the studying. People, like, like other lawyers are, like, chimed in, and they were, like, the studying part, because sure. you know, they were, like, hours and hours of studying and trying to remember stuff. But then I put someone across this, which my next example, like, I want to dive deep into the bar exam. Mm-hmm. Because, um, according <laughs> to uh, my notes, it says it's notoriously difficult um, yeah. that the bar exam is, and it said it has a pass rate of under 50% in some jurisdiction. So I wanted to ask you, what makes the bar exam so challenging? Yeah, no, it is. It yeah, is, I was like, you're no, face face yeah. like, oh, man. No, it is a, um, yeah, a very challenging exam. Um, and, since, and to be a complete candid, you know, the first time I took the bar, I didn't pass. And so, you know, I'm a, a retaker in a sense. And unfortunately, you know, the second time I did it, I was more uh, attuned to what to expect. And then I knew how to tackle it in a sense. And so, yeah, you know, um, I passed. Thank God, absolutely. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, but yeah, so what makes it so difficult is just the. Um, unfortunately, to say you know, law school really doesn't prepare law students for the bar exam in itself. They're, I mean, they give you the foundation of how to think like a lawyer, how to prepare yourself to be you know write memos and and write like a lawyer, um, and to you know read case law and how to digest different uh, facts and how to think those facts and how they apply to a particular case. Um, but in a sense, they uh, also in itself doesn't prepare you for the, the exam um, mm-hmm. as a whole. Um, that's not to say that you know what you learn in law school doesn't carry over to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there's uh, after law after you know a lot of students they graduate from law school, um, they go into what's called bar prep automatically. And usually you know there's a lot of commercial bar prep um, companies out there that really. Uh, tune in and prepare you for the the bar and you know what to expect of it, how to um, take it, and so there's a lot of aspects and factors that make it <laughs> difficult because uh, one, I mean, there's you're, you're studying all aspects of the law. I mean, there's uh, from criminal law to uh, evidence, criminal procedure, um, civil procedure. There's um, torts, which is the civil side of uh, law. So uh, there's that. There's real property. Um, and I don't know all the, the, the subjects now that are on okay, so where I kind of, uh, since I got through it, I kind of like tossed that out. Yeah, it's like, yeah, so, so, use it, use it, use it, lose it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, it's that two, three months of, I mean, you are craving for a, a, an exam, uh, and so you're just taking all this information from all aspects of the law, and then what makes it even more difficult is, you know, you're learning all these, these the subjects of law, but then there's nuances to every aspect of it, and then there's um, there's rules that you got to learn almost verbatim because uh, rules in law basically have 
you know, there's there's factors to it or, or, or elements. Or, you know, um, A equals you know this and that. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you can say well, you know what is battery. You got either's, and I only can recite what <laughs> the, the legal <laughs> definition of battery is now off the top of my head. It's something I don't practice all, all the time. Um, you know, maybe yes, last year or two years ago when I was going to the bar, I can you know spit it out for you. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. But then there's like for every rule, there's always an exception to the rule. And to the exceptions, there's always some, there, there might be exemptions to the exceptions. And so you just got to learn every aspect of that. Um, I think about seven subjects to that. Uh, and then we can get more in depth to the bar exam itself, the, the, the uh, structure of it. So it's a two-day exam. Mm -hmm. um, well, typically, so I, I took what's called the UBE, the Uniform Bar Exam. And a lot of jurisdictions are now um, moving towards that or adopting what, uh, accepting that as their jurisdictions, you know, if you pass and it's, it's UBE in their one jurisdiction, you're able to um, uh, transfer your scores into another jurisdiction as long as you meet their, their minimum standards of what's passing. Um, so to talk about the, the bar exam itself, it, you know, like I said, it's, it's a three-day, or excuse me, it's a two-day exam, but it's, it's multi-part. There's three parts to it. Mm -hmm. um, you have the MBE, um, which is the multi-state bar exam, and it's basically a multiple choice, uh, and that takes up... Um, That's my bread and butter, man. Multiple choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, but yeah, the answer choices they give you is kind of like, okay, you, you got to pick, basically, basically they, they teach you, um, you always pick the best, because every, any answer might be a right answer, but you always want to choose what's the best answer. Yeah. Um, so that that's a... Uh, a two sessions, but with two sessions, I think it's about 300 questions each on each sessions. Um, and you get three hours. Yeah, you know, um, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, like I said, it's been a couple years since I've taken it, but um, so yeah, that's the MBE portion. And then um, I think on day one, it's broken into two other portions of the exam. You got the MPT and the MEE. MPT, M uh, yeah, um, is is the uh, the practical portion, and, and I hated this portion of the, the test, the, the exam itself, because, um, <laughs> you know, at, at the time, looking back, it's like, man, it just, it, it takes a lot of time. What it, what that entails is basically, uh, it's like, they give you a mock um, case, basically, so they, uh, you get a, a file and say, okay, here, your um, uh, managing partner, the attorney, your supervising attorney basically gives you this assignment. Um, they give you a basic case and, and some, some notes to it and uh, some research to it. And what they want you to do, they either you know, write a memo or do it, draft a basically a legal document based on the information you get. And you got three hours to do this. And for me, uh, that wasn't enough time. Uh, and it just to, to, to digest everything and then to, to produce something. And so that's the only reason I, I really didn't like the, that aspect of it. But looking back at it, I think that's the most practical portion of the exam because it really teaches attorneys uh, what you know in the real world? What 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 to expect? Mm -hmm. um, you know you don't um, you know I don't get a multiple choice sheet when a client comes in. Well, here, Martin Bowles, what's the best answer for me? So you know, looking at that portion, it's kind of like that was the case. The case would be so much easier. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Let me just guess here, basically. But, yeah, and then so there's that, and then you get the MEE, which is the essay portion, um, and then you have yeah, six essays. Um, you have to write, and they, they teach us in law school, you know, a certain structure of how to um, write, basically the IRAC, mm -hmm. um, IRAC structure, you know, writing memos, whatever it may be, you got IRAC, um, you got the issue spot, you know, what's the issue here? Okay, this is the issue, um, you know, dog bit man, um, you know, <laughs> issues, you know, it might be 
uh, battery, in essence. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, yeah. That's a good example. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, then you got, you know, this, the R part is, you know, what's the rule to this? Okay, so issue, you know, don't demand uh, that might be um, batteries, you know. Um, <laughs> you know <laughs> 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 yeah, really I don't know, that's funny. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a visual person. I'm thinking of a little bit of a man. He's coming to you like, man, I'm suing this way. Like, I'm the yeah, dog. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Right, that's good. Yeah, I mean, then you'd be a good look because it's very visual. You gotta visualize it too. So then you just like you, you put out the, the rule. What's the rule to this particular issue? And then you gotta look at the facts of what what's around what's around that situation. So that's the analysis part of the A, and then the conclusion basically you tell okay, based on what you know what the, the issue is, what the rule is. Here's my analysis. This is my, what I think. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm thinking that's man. I can see why, like, because, like, when, when, I, when I was doing it, it was like, you know, there's the rate, passing rate is under 50%, you know, for the first time for people to take it. And it's like, hearing, like, you know, 300 questions, two days, you know, like, this is a lot to take in. Yeah, yeah. My goodness, man. So, that was a round of applause, man, for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. man. Yeah, like, yeah. And there's a lot of attorneys that, I mean, all attorneys that go through it, so, um, yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm not nobody special at all. If I think I, I can get through it, I think anybody can. I mean, um, in that sense, it's, it was, uh, you know, like I, guess I, like I said, if I can do it, I think anybody could. As long as you just put your mind to it, and then, you know. Don't tempt me now. On my piece, man. Uh, yeah. That'd be cool, wouldn't it be? <laughs> so, uh, let's, uh, let's go back to your, your study. So, I, I want to sure. know, like, what was your favorite case that you studied? Uh, studying like law school or or well, just in, in or in general maybe in general yeah um, I think I said I think I have a favorite case in law school I mean <laughs> we just read so many case law and it's so uh, so very dry think about it, you know the, the the structure of you know reading a case and and digesting it um, so I can't say there was necessarily a favorite case of mine mm-hmm. uh, back then but um, now like I, I I really enjoy learning about my clients' um, stories and and how I can really help them with their legal matters. Um, so um, not to say you know I had a favorite case in a sense you know every every client is basically my favorite client. Um, Make sure worded differently like maybe like favorite you know like trial that you studied where you, you know oh, it was like really intrigued you you know like sure okay yeah yeah well, there was a case I don't know. Um, a lot of people remember it was um, the, the uh, Terry Shrivel case um, down in Florida. Um, I think um, Governor Bush, um, President George George Bush's uh, brother, was governor of Florida at the time. That's the case. Uh, I recall um, um, woman um, Terry Miss Terry Shrivel. She she was incapacitated from that. I don't remember all the facts of the case. Um, but she didn't have a, a healthcare directive in order, and she didn't have um, like uh, power attorneys and stuff. But she was married, uh, and so she was in the hospital for that time. Uh, yeah, again, this is just me trying to recall it. So yeah, I could probably look it up and, and give you more appropriate um, facts to the case. But um, a big picture overview: basically, um, it was a battle between her husband and her parents on on whether to keep her on life support. Oh, um, wow. on, on how to you know take care of her veins. I think her, um, yeah, I think how it turned out. And then I remember a lot of the the, the residents or of Florida were petitioning um, uh, Governor Bush at the time um, for some kind of rights. Yeah, again, like this is a, a um, it's just 
vaguely come back to me. So yeah, I apologize for not having the, the full facts of the case. I mean, it's kind of no, all right. um, but yeah, but yeah, I do remember this is oh, man, um, a few years back. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners and they want to look it up. Yeah, I mean, it's, it was a very um, national. It took, I believe, it was national news. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was just a sad, unfortunate case, and, and that's you know. A lot of my practice is based around that, or estate planning, or how to prepare for situations like that. They're unexpected. You never know, um, you know, what could ever happen to you. And so, a lot of my practice is preparing um, for the unexpected, mm-hmm. um, and how to you know, really educate my how my clients learn how to um, make the best decisions if that would ever to happen. Mm-hmm. And okay, that, that's such a crazy case, you know, that you think like. Like the battle between like you know your parents and you know your lover to keep you in high school like that it's that's interesting you know yeah. I, and I, I like kind of remember hearing about that like years ago but it's kind of reminds me like a little bit but yeah. I'm just like wow like, that has to be such a a tough thing you know I'm just thinking of like family members you know like you know what is what you know but, right yeah and who has that ultimate life at the end of the day I mean was it you know our, our spouse was our parents mm-hmm. I think that was the big the the big um, Questions: who, who ultimately has this right? She didn't have, as I, as I recall, she didn't have you know, any decisions in place, um, unfortunately. Uh, but I think it, uh, the outcome of the case was that you know, they, they eventually took her off by support, um, and you know, she, she uh, unfortunately passed away. Um, yeah, and so yeah, I remember that was a it was a heartbreaking case um, to learn about. Yeah, definitely, man. That's. Man. Art was out to you know the family for you know of course losing sure it's, yeah that's that's definitely a case that would have definitely grabbed my attention too other than you know the, the popular ones most people say oh yeah the no, OJ case oh yeah yeah, yeah. Like that. <laughs> well, you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my next question is uh, you know as a lawyer you probably get asked a lot of questions you know like oh, yeah. some probably like off the wall you know like because <laughs> you know there's weird laws yeah. out there throughout the you know the whole US sure. like, what's one of the funniest questions you've ever been asked oh man. Oh. Whenever a client or potential client, you know, asks a question, I take that as a general, as a, a, a genuine, sincere question. And so, you know, um, you know, try to provide as much um, advice uh, pertaining to that question. And so, I might look back and you know, was this really a, a legitimate question? But you know, at the time when it's being asked or you know, inquiry comes through, you know, I, I do take that with, um, uh, with all seriousness and, and with, um, respect to that. That because I mean, of course, people have their uh, what's a legal matter to them is, is important to them, and so yeah, I, I want to make sure I respect that as well, and make sure that you know, this, this concern of theirs is um, addressed appropriately, and not to think of it, you know, is off the wall or necessarily is, is outrageous. Um, mm-hmm. You know, of course, there, you know, there might be some that I can't think of necessarily off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, at least, so uh, you know, all future clients will know. You know, they're you know, of course, in great hands. You know. I just think of, you know, I don't know why I was, I, 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 like, I'm thinking of like someone just approaching a lawyer, like, so if I beat this man, <laughs> but if I use, let's say, this microphone here, is this still considered like, you know, a deadly weapon or like, is it, you know, like something, something like, like, like I've, I've just I've done so much research in different things that people act lawyers and some of the questions like I was seeing was just like off the wall oh, yeah. like like um, <laughs> there was one um, actually bring back to the dog thing this one I was laughing ex uh, not ex I'm sorry but uh, a, a woman caught her um, boyfriend at the time like cheating her mm-hmm. like 
in her in their home and stuff. So she sent her dog actually on him, oh, no. and then like, he sued her, yeah. for, you know, for that. And um, like I mean, trying to get her for like attempted murder or something like that. Yeah, like, it was yeah. it was real crazy. And I was googling this. I'm just like, there's just some crazy people, but also oh, sure. some, some funny like other questions like people were asking. Like like I saw one where it was like, you know, am I allowed to beat my uh, like, it's not funny, like I'm not saying, but it just—it was what I was reading. It was like my my spouse on the courthouse step without getting arrested, and and some like someone commented on it was like actually in some states you can't. And I'm like what? You know, it blew me away. Yeah, no, it just it's not necessarily uh, crazy. But I remember during law school, uh, I, I had I was in the, the law library, uh, Elon, um, and a gentleman from public. He told me uh, it, it's. Uh, a public library that people can come to to research law, um, but he was um, asking how to be a, a sovereign citizen, um, and I didn't know what that was at the time. Uh, and, I don't even know what that is. Oh, sure, yeah. What I'm saying is a person that wants to um, not be a a U.S. citizen, but they uh, they think they're they're, they're not. Um, uh, um, uh, what's the word? I can't even think about it, but it's like um, they don't have to abide by the, 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 the laws of the land because they're a sovereign citizen. They're their own um, sovereignty in a sense. You know, we think of sovereignty is like their own country, like the you know, United States is a sovereignty. Um, so they were a sovereign citizen. They had to become a sovereign citizen. Um, and so, you know, after I, I realized what the question was, this is kind of awkward. Or, you know, I, just, I don't know if that, that gentleman was able to, you know, uh, find an answer to his question. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, so, hey, um, I want to peeps anybody in the comment section if you uh, sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you happen to know that you know like uh, if they did or not. That, that's yeah, that's a yeah. little out there. Um, yeah, it was. I think I was maybe as I recall one more uh, a funnier question. I, I suppose. <laughs> Definitely. And uh, my next one would be um, I mean, if, if a couple. If they also say, what's one of the most difficult? Um, once you're ever asked, like um, yeah, and speaking in jokes, I don't, I don't necessarily want to, you know, um, disclose a lot of client information. Of course. Yeah, um, but you know, a difficult question is always like, um, uh, you know, how when a client asks me like, how can I, you know, prepare for this particular situation? Um, you know, talk about death, and in that sense, is always a difficult mm -hmm. um, conversation to have, and so I try to make it as, as comfortable with clients as possible. Um, you know, you know, unfortunately, it is you know a reality that you know we all going to die. And so yeah. you can um, Google that actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a fact. You know, supposed to be yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. sponsored. Yeah, yeah, and so you know, like, um, uh, class, I mean, questions are swimming around that that aspect of it. I might be able to how to really prepare for that. Um, so those are more difficult questions to. To have conversations around, uh, you know, and as long as you, you're open and willing to have those conversations, um, it, it doesn't make it as difficult. But I mean, you know, just talking about that is is always a, um, and I don't, I don't think you know, it's, it's human nature. We don't want to think about that all the time or have it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah, that's, that's why you know, my purpose is here to kind of alleviate that 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 um, worry in a sense. And so, mm -hmm. Amen to that, man. Definitely, yeah. yeah. That's something we all either it crosses our mind at least you know here once in a while sure, you know, yeah. especially yeah. the older we get because now it's like man you know what's gonna happen you know yeah you know, should I, you know, you know should I be buried should I have funerals who's gonna you know who's this passed down to you know Absolutely. wills and all this other stuff yeah I mean yeah. it's it's crazy 
Well, I guess let's not <laughs> talk yeah, about yeah, sure. we, <laughs> that for yeah, yeah, we, 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 So <laughs> let's move on to uh, you know your law firm. Like we're here at the old law firm. I'm here in uh, Sanford, so sure. yeah, this is pretty awesome. So, uh, what services do you provide here? Oh yeah, so yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, thanks for coming to the my office. It's very yeah. uh, small and uh, it's just a place where I can be clients and, and face to face. Um, I, I really like your office. Thank you. Yes, yeah, I just moved in. Yeah, I just moved in on January first of this year, so it's still coming together. Got to put some uh, more um, color to, to the space to, to brighten it up a little bit. And, uh, yeah, but the services I offer. My 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 general area of practice is uh, estate planning, as we kind of uh, alluded to. Uh, so I really, super. <clears throat> uh, what I've tried to really uh, trade is uh, life and legacy planning, because um, a lot of people. A lot of times people think when you say the word estate planning that it's more for like the ultra wealthy people that have uh, estates, you know, mm-hmm. um, what really is an estate. Um, and so what I try to um, encourage and teach is basically everybody has an estate. I mean, if you're a, an adult, um, anybody over the age of 18, you have an estate. Your, your, um, your body, uh, your person, you know, uh, what happens to you as a person uh, is part of your estate. <clears throat> And it's not necessarily just what um, you have in terms of monetary or your, your physical possessions. Uh, a lot of people uh, uh, allude that that's what your estate is. Um, but I think more what I try to teach is that your estate is what you want to pass down and create as a legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what your wishes are, what your goals are, what your values are uh, in terms of what you want to pass down to your future generations and generations that you may never get to meet, mm-hmm. but they at least have an understanding of what, who you were uh, and then what their what their you know great great grandparent was like um, you know and so um, that that entails the services in terms of my estate planning side making sure that you know, your your assets are really protected we want to talk about the asset stuff and um, to the assets um, but the majority of it is the, the legacy aspect of my estate planning side uh, and uh, also offer immigration work I uh, do. Um, uh, green card applications, uh, family petitions um, for, to immigrate to the United States. So if either uh, you're a U.S. citizen or if you're a legal permanent resident, uh, green card holder in the United States, and you say you have a, a relative, an immediate uh, relative or um, a relative that falls within the family preference um, category uh, that lives, you know, lives abroad, um, and, and they want you to come to the United States and immigrate, become a citizen, um, I help with that process. Um, and for you know, individuals that have already went through that process and have the green card already, um, uh, I help them. You know, if they, if they want to become a citizen, um, I'm able to help with that application process, uh, help guide them through that, that steps, assuming those steps. Um, I'm also an accredited VSO, uh, uh, which is a, a veteran service officer, which you know, um, you know, I try to give back to that community uh, coming you know, out of the army. Um, try to help the veteran community as well um, understand the benefits that are you know, entitled to them uh, and the family members as well. Um, you know, a lot of us, uh, and speaking with veterans, um, we, don't, we don't necessarily understand what um, our benefits are, um, how to apply for them, how to get them. And so, you know, as a VSO, it's another area of my practice that I try to um, help out build that, that community. Um, and, and with that respect, you know, um, there are uh, not to try to divert anything, but there are there are other organizations out there that um, they, they they charge to help veterans to get you know their particular ratings, their disability ratings, mm-hmm. um, you know, as, as a VSO that um, statutorily Congress basically put a statute saying that you know 
uh, as an accredited VSO that I can't charge a fee for that. Mm -hmm. um, so for that service, um, to help you know, for that, the benefits. Um, and so there are, unfortunately, or organizations and companies out there that um, I don't necessarily want to prey on that, that veteran community, but they um, take advantage of um, helping veterans acquire their benefits, mm -hmm. but um, or, or expect a compensation in return. Um, so you know, any, any of your, your, your peeps out there listening that you know, either are veterans or, or you know, currently in the service um, and are getting out, you know, there are resources out there that are um, free to them um, to, to acquire their benefits. Yeah, so awesome. um, yeah, and then, um, what else do I do? Um, uh, yeah, starting into real estate closings. Um, I have a good friend, uh, she's called Paul, that she mentioned uh, this office to me. Uh, her name is um, Annalyn Saisons. Um, so, a little shout out to her. Um, yeah, and so if you, if you are looking for a realtor in the Sanford area, Sanford Fayetteville, um, in this area of North Carolina, Ms. Uh, Saisons is a uh, go to. Um, so, we offer that as well. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. You were definitely the person to, to definitely you know, get in contact with sure. you know, all that. And you know, I definitely for all my peeps that's uh that's watching, you know, definitely we'll have you, you know, that can go to my well normally ask that later on, but hey, I mean it's a great time to plug it in. So where can all my peeps find you, you know, on social media and I'll put yeah. it in the yeah. uh the screen of course pop it up, you know? Sure, sure, yeah. So um, yeah, if you want to contact me, you can email me. Uh, uh email is uh, Info, I-N-F-O, at olawfirm.com. It's O-H-L-L-A-W-F-I-R-M.com. I am on Facebook, my law firm on Facebook. You just look at the law firm. I don't know, I'm not as adept to social media as I should be. Or Well, I will add to you. Yeah, sure. You share some awesome articles, too, by the way. I'm glad you share Facebook. I'll try to share as much as I can. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'll try to stay up to date on that and just try to educate the community. Uh, in that respect, um, but then, you know, I'm, like I say, I'm not as social media uh, uh, adequate as I, I guess I could be. Uh, maybe I need to get a uh, social media expert to, to help me out in that respect. We're all there now, the keeps changing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I was say, we're all there, like, all on this podcast. Yeah, like, yeah, keeps, yeah. Now we're keeps changing. It's like, you know, they be gone, like, oh, this is the formula. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Yeah, if you want or if you want to call my office, the office number is uh, 919-375-6975. Um, and you feel free to give me a call. I'll be happy to talk with any, uh, any of your, your, your listeners or your peeps. Um, and see, you know, how I can be able to assist. Yep. Uh, thank you, man. And I'll definitely have that in the description. Yeah. Uh, and of course, I'll have it on the video graphic as well. Sure, yeah, yeah. I don't know I said towards the end, but, you know, <laughs> I just thought, you know, as we're talking, like, wait, you know, we'll put that out there. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so I always love to talk about like personal goals and like plans. So where do you see you know your law firm in the future, or yeah. you know, uh, goals that you have also for the future? Sure. Yeah, I guess in terms of the firm, um, yeah, I've slowly growing. I've only, only been in um, inception for um, almost two years now. Two thousand one, uh, September two thousand one, uh, I opened up shop. Uh, you know, hung on shingle. Um, so I'm slowly growing. Um, and you know, in terms of that, I want to you know really expand uh, my practice in terms of servicing more of North Carolina. Uh, recently, got licensed in the U.S. Virgin Islands, so I'm able to uh, provide services, legal services to you know clients that live there and have property in, in that territory. Um, and hopefully, um, with that with that goal of expanding, you know, have a multi um, jurisdictional or state. Um, 
firm where you know I can have um, offices in, in, in multiple states. Um, uh, thinking like more short short term um, uh, growth. You know, I like to have a staff practice right now. It's just me uh, wearing multiple hats, and so that can be um, uh, entertaining to say the least, <laughs> or uh, yeah, very time consuming. Uh, yeah, but it, it is a in that respect, it is a learning um, a learning curve for me because I'm trying to run the business, run the firm, um, and as well as you know, handling my, my clients uh, matters. Uh, it is. I know I absolutely enjoy it though, um, but you know it would be nice to uh, eventually have a staff practice, um, you know, yeah, full time staff. And, uh, awesome. Yeah, you got a lot of good plans in the future. Sure. And it's cool because you mentioned Virgin Islands too. Because actually, one of my guests was actually um, from Virgin Islands. Yeah, and really. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. there. So hey, you know, it's yeah. very cool. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, like I said, you know, being aware of it, I can't imagine how stressful that could be. You know, like we, <laughs> we touched on law school, we touched on you know, just all the, the studying and you know, having your own law firm and all that. So, you know, to get away from the stress, like what are some things like to do, like some hobbies, like when you're downtown? Sure, no, absolutely, yeah, um, yeah, it is. Uh, it can be stressful, and I think um, just reading a recent article because the ABA they put out, um, you know, saying that being uh, an attorney. Uh, a lawyer is one of the most stressful occupations. Um, yeah, not to say that's an understanding, but you know, you know, um, coming from military background as well, uh, that, that is uh, you know, being in, in, in the best stressful environment. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of, I guess, prepare me for this. This, this type of stress. <laughs> in the sense, You're like, oh, this is easy. I get sure, your arm. Yeah, yeah, this is nothing. <laughs> sure, yeah. Not saying that. No, no, not saying that. Like, not, 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 yeah, but still. Um, yeah, it is very stressful. So in, in essence, you know, because I um, uh, handle uh, my clients' legal matters and taking on their their worries. In a sense, you know, um, is I absolutely enjoy learning that and, and helping those clients out. But it does, you know, sometimes it does carry over mm-hmm. um, to um, um, my personal stress you know, or, or mm-hmm. levels. Um, so to to alleviate that, you know, I do like to. Uh, Go to the gym often. Uh, usually, every morning, uh, but to, you know, try to put lifting heavy things and, and put them back down. You know, may not be the, the heaviest, but you know, I do like um, you know, weightlifting, uh, just working out in general. It's a, uh, exercising uh, is always just um, good for your your mental state, your your whole body. Um, in that, in that, in that sense, um, you know, as a hobby, um, actually been trying. I've been pursuing my um, what they call it, private pilot's, pilot's license. Wow! Yeah, so, so I'm trying to learn how to, how to fly. Um, and so that, that's going to be. I, I might take a while to uh, eventually um, get that, but uh, yeah, I try to get maybe twice a week. Um, learn how to fly. Awesome. Um, and it's, it's great stress reliever. I mean, mm-hmm. and so. Typically, take my mind off of uh, work. Uh, and it's like, why stress the ground stuff warm up in the sky? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah and actually, uh, shout out to you, Lance. Uh, you know, I was mentioning having yeah. you on the podcast, too. Okay, yeah. You know, I'm going to talk talking you. Before, so, yeah. you know, I'll make sure I hit you up and be like, hey, you got any questions? Yeah, <laughs> no, I, mean, I need to actually uh, touch base with him as well, just to pick his brain. Because, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's a very, uh, he's an expert in his profession as well. So. Yeah. You think some supporter show, shout out to you, bro. Listen to all. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I react about the social media stuff. Oh, well, let's be going for all my peeps. You know, um, I thought it'd be just a nice lunch one. What's the best free legal advice you can give to all my peeps? Oh, you? sure. Okay. So I guess a little disclaimer here. So um, 
legal advice is not necessarily what I, I can't give you legal advice. I'm not representing you as an attorney. Um, <laughs> yeah, this does not create a, a uh, attorney-client relationship uh, between you, your listeners, anybody uh, of you on this podcast. Um, but just, um, just, I guess, general advice um, in terms of um, that could be um, just in general. I mean, I, um, is. <laughs> Uh, know know your rights. Know your legal rights. Um, if you haven't read the Constitution, uh, just yeah, just sit down and just read it. Uh, read the articles. Read the amendments there too. Um, and you know, because that's the basis of, of our our legal structure here in the United States, our you know, our, our foundation of our governance. Um, so you know, if you don't know really know your rights, then um, it's easier to have them uh, violated if you don't know what is being violated in mm-hmm. a sense. Um, and so, yeah, I would definitely you know, encourage all your listeners, you know, um, even even abroad, you know, um, that aren't U.S. citizens, that you know, read your your, your country's constitution, read what um, really governs how you're um, being governed in a sense, and know your rights, because um, yeah, a lot of times, unfortunately, we, we, we do see that you know, people's rights are being violated um, in, all, in all in all aspects, you know, um, and so. Yeah, that, that's just uh, advice in general. Um, some legal advice, I guess, in terms of my practice is if, if you are an adult, uh, anybody over the age of eighteen, um, get your get your uh, estate plan in order. Um, um, and it doesn't have to be um, a, a extensive plan. Just have a plan in place. You know, mm-hmm. if if you don't have a plan, basically, then the, the state, the government comes in, and the state's laws they will govern. Uh, and uh, more often than not, you know, I, I know for myself, I don't want the state to tell me um, or, you know, dictate on how my body is going to be um, disposed of or handled and, you know, in the event that, you know, I don't have a plan in place. I don't have anybody to, you know, uh, assign a health care directive to. Um, and so, yeah, that is just um, something that I, I would highly recommend. Uh, anybody of the age of 18, just um, make sure you have those... Um, those documents in place and know what what, uh, what would happen if you know um, the inevitable you know were, were to come if you were uh, for whatever reason incapacitated um, you know have somebody that knows how you want your body to be taken care of um, you know while you're in the hospital um, you know if um, you know what kind of supplements you want to be on if you want to be you know how you want to be taken care of Cause like I said if you don't have a plan. It was always the better plan. The, the, the last is the state's plan, the government's plan, and um, I don't think anybody really wants that as their <laughs> ultimate plan. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, kind of from that movie, uh, how long it was like, stand up for your rights. You know, like, it's great. You know, like, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I thought about that when you were saying, you know, once you reach the Constitution, you know, like, well, yeah, of course, you know, but people will try to take advantage of you. You know, companies, you know, all types of you know people. Absolutely. I mean. Anything. So yeah, all my peeps, listeners, definitely. Well, Raleigh, thank you so much for being a, a guest. Uh, we covered a lot. I uh, just got just a couple more questions uh, that I love yeah, to ask my, uh, all my guests that's on the show. So uh, I'm a big quote guy. I love yeah, yeah, quotes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I tatted on me and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. They can't see because you know, it's long. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, like so you know, you gotta. <laughs> yeah. So what is your favorite quote that you read on sure, good yeah, times yeah. or bad times? You know, I'm, I'm always a, a viewer of yours as well, so I always I was kind of trying to prepare for this. And um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so I have. Uh, let me, it might be a few quotes, or, um, but I think I mean, it's very simple. Um, 
I'm sure maybe you, you you've listened to Fairy Hurdles before. I think it's just in general, it's all around good. It's uh, you know, uh, life is really simple, um, but we insist on making it complicated, and I think that's a tribute to you know Confucius. But I mean, it's just you know, I think in, in the essence of it, you know, we are making it more complicated than we need, really need to be. Life is um, uh, how I look at you know. I'm not trying to get philosophical or too too deep, you know. I mean, we're we're all here just uh, temporarily, you know. So it's a vacation, um, yeah. in a sense. So we need to enjoy it, not necessarily think it's complicated. Um, and, uh, and I know it's, it's easier said said than done, um, but I think uh, you know sometimes I got to remind myself that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And there's another quote. Um, I like it's from a, it's from um, the author Douglas Adams um, from his book uh, uh, the long the long dark uh, tea time. Uh, of the soul. Uh, the quote, if, if I can try to remember it, uh, it was, uh, um, I might not have gone where I intended to go, but I think I have ended up where I intended to be. Um, and so it's really, for, my, for me that kind of resonates because, you know, my journey to get, you know, where I am today is not necessarily uh, how I planned it, you know, it's not the, um, the ultimate route, but I think, you know, I'm intended to be where I'm at, absolutely. Um, and you know, I think a lot of that you know, goes to, you know, the um, Almighty, you know, absolutely, you know, um, I think first and foremost, and always you know, give, give thanks to, to God Almighty for, for everything that I've accomplished in my life, you know, because I, I really couldn't have done it. This is not um, uh, about me, you know, it, this is, uh, I think I'm more of a servant, you know, in that respect, and that's why I tried to have it, I tried to pursue my, my practice, my law practice, and I'm a servant for my clients. Uh, and in, in general, to um, you know, try to be a, a good light in that sense and try to shine that light. Okay, I love that. That was some great quotes you got there, man. For real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, just my last question um, is three things that you're grateful for. You know, like, because gratitude is a big thing. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it keeps me grounded. So, no. what about you? I mean, you can do more than three. Yeah, it's perfect. Okay, no, no, no. Actually, <laughs> I, I agree, man. Gratitude is. Uh, I try to be grateful great for everything, and as I mentioned, you know, first and foremost, is I'm grateful for you know, the life I'm living. Um, you know, I can give all glory to God Almighty always. Um, without that, you know, I, none of this could be possible. Um, you know, where I'm at. Um, you know, grateful for my, my family, my, my parents. Um, you know, for, for continuing to push me and encourage me to you know uh, pursue um, these dreams that I've had when I was. Uh, as a kid, and you know, continue to be my, my teachers, my greatest teachers. You know, oftentimes, you know, I still, um, you know, I have to you know, call them up and ask, you know, uh, is this decision a good decision I'm making? And, uh, and so, yeah, they are, um, uh, I guess, my, my greatest mentors uh, and my family. Um, and it goes to my sister as well, my older sister, uh, and somebody I really look up to as well. Um, I look up to her too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. honestly, she's kind of like one of the main reasons that drove me to even start podcasts. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's been you know, with the radio. It's actually, it is. Well, if we, can, we can get her on here too. Um, yeah, that's that's the goal. I, I, sure, I told her yeah, one yeah. time before, I was like, you know, like, uh, I want to have her on when she drops her book. I thought it would be perfect. Yeah, oh, yeah. A good, uh, good time to plug it. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, and then I think just grateful. I mean, for you, Alan, for this opportunity to okay. yeah, for, for, you know, I was privileged me for, for me to be uh, a guest on your your podcast. I mean, that was uh, very humbling for me to 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 be here. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thank you yeah. for being a part of Future's Podcast family and joining this nice line. You know, elite yeah, guests yeah. that we've had. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's great that this is what like fourth or fifth. Um, 
in person interview, so it's you know, oh, yeah. new new feel, I mean, new mm-hmm. year, new first episode of the new year. So, sure. you know, 23, I feel it's gonna be really great for both of us. Aralo, man, thank you, man. All right, I appreciate yeah. your brother. I appreciate you, you know, yeah. Vice Gary Fisher, the thumbnail. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Thank you, brother, for everything. Yeah, yeah, Have yeah. a great one, man. Oh, right, well, thank you. I'm